Ma Coco? Aye. For Maui, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen. Working together. We are ready to work. Ready to serve. All ready. 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 We are ready. For more information, visit makokomoe.com. Aloha, I'm Lynn Kawano with the other side of paradise. Can federal laws be the key to shutting down game rooms and other illegal operations in Hawaii? Homeland Security Investigations is working with county police to attack crimes that seem to be constant problems for the community. That is very unique to Hawaii is the issue around the illegal game rooms. HSI Special Agent in Charge John Toban has worked in New York, Seattle, Miami, and Columbia, and says game rooms are difficult to dismantle. Toban has been with Homeland Security Investigations for about 25 years. HSI is a component under the Department of Homeland Security. So the Department of Homeland Security is the umbrella department um, that holds a whole host of um, law enforcement agencies and, and agencies that have nothing to do with law enforcement. So FEMA is under the Department of Homeland Security. The, the Coast Guard is under the Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, the Secret Service. We handle everything that has to do with criminal investigations involving violations of customs law, violations of immigration law, or transnational criminal organizations in general. A lot of people associate HSI with, with border and immigration, but really there's a lot more to it, right? What other things does it encompass? Yeah, so as a matter of policy, you know, we were set up to focus primarily on border crimes. But when you talk about border crimes, is any crime that crosses a border, whether it's a physical border or a virtual border. And so as a result of that, we're actually involved in um, a great deal of um, investigations that um, involve, for instance, child exploitation. They involved, uh, were involved in human trafficking investigations, money laundering investigations, drug trafficking, really uh, a whole host of activities that are transnational in nature um, that have some kind of nexus directly or indirectly to um, overseas. There are a couple of things that make um, Hawaii unique. Um, number, number one, I would say, you know, one, our primary focus here um, is also financial investigations. The other thing that, that is very unique to Hawaii is the issue around the illegal game rooms. That is something that is not present um, really anywhere else or in very few places around the country. Why is that? I think a combination of the laws which prohibit any type of, of gambling and the affinity that people have for, for gambling. And it's, it's, it's gone on here for, for a very, very long time. I've, and over the last couple of years that I've been here, I've read a lot of books about crime and organized crime and things that have, and the, the one thing that um, I speak to my staff about, I said, look, here's the game room, 
here's the, the illicit massage businesses or some type of brothel type business, um, they're constant, right? They are, I call them the belly button of violent crime here and, and it's something that we are very much focused on and the idea is for us to, again, utilize our very unique authorities and our experience to tackle this old problem from a new perspective, um, utilizing really um, uh, organizational tactics to identify the organization and then disrupt and dismantle their operations, but really focused all around their earnings. You know, figuring out how do we get to the earnings, how do we seize the earnings, and then how to utilize very, very powerful federal legislation, including federal um, civil asset forfeiture legislation, to have a real impact on the infrastructure that is supporting those activities. The difficulty is really in, in um, doing the legwork to create, to identify those networks. Because the one thing that, that is clear and has been clear throughout the history of game room investigations here in, in the state of Hawaii is that they are not mom and pop type stores. Right? It, they're not individual enterprises. These are long-term cases that you're, you know, we're not going to see uh, a tangible sort of uh, return for a little bit because the HPD officers and all of the officers around the, you know, all of the other state and local officers along with um, the HSI special agents are working those cases as we speak. Because there are different laws, right? Because the state has different rules and requirements of the feds. Is that kind of the issue? And that's exactly it, yeah. So, you know, the, the, the state law does not um, uh, permit or does not uh, account for um, certain violations of crime, right? And, and, and certain activities that are necessarily covered within the, the federal statute. So the idea is, okay, look, this, these are, we, we now have all of the state laws and we have all of the federal laws as well. And I think, again, that gives us a, a good complement of, um, um, sort of a, a good complement of, of, of options in terms of moving forward on these cases in a different way. What's the difficulty there, though? Is it um, also because people feel like you shut one down and then another one just pops mm -hmm. up, right? There, there are a lot. And, and that's what we're talking about, um, addressing an old problem in a new way. So the, the, the tools that, that are available and are becoming more and more available through the passage of different types of legislation, um, especially at the federal level, and the utilization of different skill sets um, on the part of the investigating agencies allow us to not to, to get away from the whack-a-mole type of activity where we're just going, you know, shut down or shut down a game room, take the machines, and you know, then begin that process. The idea is to really attack that the infrastructure. So not just get rid of the machines, actually seize the the uh, the building that houses it and seize that, that property and bring that, all of those gains into um, the government's, um, pro, you know, into, the, into, the, into government hands because then the loss is not today's profit. We begin to increase the amount, you know, the losses and then couple that with um, prosecutions for violations of money laundering statutes and, you know, really federal, viola federal violations of law which carry um, heavy penalties. And so that combination um, 
I believe is, is the, the way to go. What is the problem with game rooms? The problem with game rooms above and beyond the, the fact that gambling is illegal both at the federal and the state level, um, the, that this is where um, a lot of bad criminal business is negotiated. This is where guns and drugs are bought and you know, sold. This is where uh, violence is planned. And ultimately, as we see more and more, this is where violence happens, right? Because you have business entities that are involved in illegal activity and they don't really have a good way to resolve disputes. So you can't just sue you know, another criminal entity. If you can't resolve your problems, then violence comes. And this is where, um, you know, this is where the problem lies. This is not entirely a law enforcement problem or a law enforcement responsibility necessarily. So people need to understand um, that when they go to those gamers, and there are plenty of people that you know, consider themselves law-abiding citizens that seek these game rooms, they need to understand what they are funding with their presence there. So part of it um, is also raising awareness among the, the citizens to say, hey, by going to these game rooms, you are making your own neighborhood less safe. And even if it's not your neighborhood, you're making somebody else's neighborhood less safe. And I think, you know, when you talk about the culture here in Hawaii and, and the feeling of aloha, this is an area where clearly by participating in these activities, you are doing something to hurt others um, that you may not know. Because we're surrounded by water, bringing in these machines, I mean, can we not attack the machines coming in? Is that, is that harder than it sounds? That, that is, uh, that is uh, a lot harder than it sounds because um, our federal authorities to conduct inspections at the port are limited to cargo that is coming in from overseas. There is a, a, a portion of these machines that are actually coming in from the mainland. And that type of transportation, that type of trade um, is not, is protected by the Constitution and, and so in order for anything to be done, inspections or anything else, um, that is completely outside of um, both the authorities of, of, of the local law enforcement entities as well as us at the federal level. While game rooms are nearly exclusive to Hawaii, HSI is working to tackle other crimes that are not so unique. The trafficking challenge here is um, the fact that um, there have been some attempts um, or, or there have been successful attempts recently to actually update the laws, right? And I think that's one of the, the biggest um, um, one of the biggest things that have happened, you know, in terms of, of at the state level. Um, at the federal level, there's also um, an additional focus and additional resources are being um, deployed by the government in general. DOJ has um, a human trafficking uh, strategy. The Department of Homeland Security has 
a complementary strategy, and and so I think the the national focus on it has um, really helped um, here in, in in the state of Hawaii. You know, in order for us to be able to prosecute somebody for for human trafficking. Um, there is no need for anybody to cross a border. There is no need for anybody to, to travel um, at all. So force, fraud, or coercion is what we look for um, for um, sex trafficking. Sex trafficking um, is very prevalent here. Um, unfortunately, as you can see from, you know, the, if you just look at the illicit massage businesses that, that, that are, you know, the, everywhere, um, sometimes two and three to a block, uh, especially here on Oahu, um, what are called the you know the the drink bars and the hostess bars and all of those all of those places, um, that is also very prevalent. And and obviously we do have uh, unfortunately a fair amount of um, child sex trafficking and uh, a sector or portion of this trafficking that is familial. Federal agencies combine forces to attack crime. HSI works with the FBI, DEA, and ATF. All these other law enforcement agencies with the acronyms. One of our priorities nationwide is financial crime, financial investigations. And when you look at crime, except for crimes of passion, every single crime is motivated by financial gain. So we bring our expertise in the world of financial investigations to drug trafficking investigations, to gun trafficking investigations, to cyber intrusion investigations, to child exploitation, human trafficking, etc. With the massage parlors, you know, we saw a bunch of busts for a long time a couple years ago in the previous mm -hmm. prosecutor, a Honolulu prosecutor, really focused on massage parlors. This one's not so much focused on the massage parlors. Does that mean you guys are going out more on your own to do these, or does it make it more difficult? No, I, I think what, what you're seeing, and this is uh, a result of the partnership with the um, Honolulu County Human Trafficking Task Force, is that as a whole, all of us that are involved in this space, we are becoming, or we've become more um, victim-centered, so it's, you know, in, in the past perhaps some of these, some of the sex workers were ending up as defendants and they were being arrested and being given summonses. And, and so um, nationwide, right, this is, this is something that, that um, um, nationwide has started to occur. Our focus is on the criminal actors. And we are working very, very closely with service providers throughout the islands so that when we have these types of, of activities, our first, um, you know, our, our first instinct or our first action is always to offer services to the victims and to understand, you know, to be trauma informed. So, you know, to understand the trauma that is involved with this type of, of, of work of, you know, being a sex worker. And um, also to understand that even if sex workers are, you know, if, even if this is what they want to do, and it's not about judging people, right? Um, let's realize that they're still workers. Another issue front and center for HSI, the rise in the use of ghost guns. How bad is the problem here? Are we really seeing a sharp increase here? 
We are seeing a significant increase. They are now uh, more and more common with, you know, whenever um, we execute a, a search warrant or an arrest warrant, it's now almost a normal thing for us to find one or more ghost guns as part of these um, enforcement actions. The material is different. So these are guns that you can actually print using a, a, a 3D printer. Um, these are also guns that um, you can buy in different parts. So you can go on the internet and, and, and this is where the new legislation that, that, is, you know, that, that just came out from the Department of Justice on ghost guns helps us, right? Because before, in order for, you, for something to be considered a, a gun, it had to be assembled completely as a gun. So if you had a barrel here and a receiver there, it would not necessarily be considered a weapon. Um, and so these individual parts would be coming through the mail, would be ordered from the internet, completely legal. Uh, it was a completely legal industry, and then individuals will, will, you know, would receive those, those pieces and then begin the process of putting them together, which involved very, very little, um, it was a very, it's a very small sort of knowledge requirement. You didn't have to be a gunsmith. And it actually works, and it's actually deadly. And these, 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 uh, these ghost guns um, fire, you know, real um, ammunition um, at speeds that are comparable or equal to, to the ones that, you know, to traditionally manufactured weapons. Um, they cause just as much harm and damage. It's a wide range of crimes that HSI is tackling in Hawaii, combining resources with the other federal agencies and local police. They are trying to find different ways to make a dent. That's episode 19 of The Other Side of Paradise. Mahalo for listening. I'm Lynn Kawana.